Jesus Molina, man, I love the way you play piano, bro. Min Salom, man. Thank you so much. Glory to God. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And how long have you been playing? Now for, since I am four years old. Do you ever, do you ever not look at the camera? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I love looking at the camera. This is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show with me today. He's one of the greatest pianists I've ever seen in my life. We have something in common, which is we love to smile. Make a ton of noise for Jesus Molina. (laughs) Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's really funny. You, man great man such an honor to be in here with you oh yeah man i'm so happy to have you here thank this you is, so much this is awesome okay let's let's talk let's talk about the smile are you naturally the smiley yeah definitely <laughs> always been always because for me music and everything i do is a joy yeah i i just want to spread that in my life yeah that's amazing i feel the same do you have to remind yourself about happiness or joy, or does it just come to you naturally? It comes naturally just knowing that we're alive and we're breathing. Mm. That's the first reason why I'm really grateful with my life and just go for it. Do you think that your happiness and gratitude is a key part to your success? A hundred percent, definitely. Some people love the smile, some other ones are like, ah, oh, that's a fake smile. <laughs> Stop doing that. It's not fake because it doesn't leave your face. So if, if it was fake, you'd have to be like really tired by now. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when I first discovered you on the internet before we met in person, uh, obviously I was, I was taken away by uh, two things. Number one, your incredible ability. You are uh, amazing at what you do. Um, and number two is your smile and how you'd always be looking at the camera. <laughs> right, just making it look effortless, just smiling and staring at the camera. I'm like, this guy <laughs> is you're looking at the camera <laughs> intentional? Like, is that something that you mean to do, or do you just like what like where why is it just a natural thing? Do you even realize you're doing it? It was a natural thing, being honest. Yeah. And after it became a thing, but I just like all the time, like when I started at church, all yeah. the musicians. Yeah. They used to do that. Yeah. I grew up with my professor that never look at the keyboard. Teach your fingers how to do the work without looking at the keyboard. So it was a huge work. And after it's like come naturally playing and you can look. Well, let me look at the camera. I don't know where to look. (laughs) Let's go for the camera. So that's how it came. I feel like that was part of the thing that made you you. You know, like for uh, maybe for your early the people that discovered you um, because the fact that you're just doing that and looking at the camera, you're like, it's engaging and you're also clearly not even looking at the keys and you just make it look so effortless. Oh, means a lot. Glory to God, man. Yeah. And all glory to God. You say that a lot. You got a lot of glory for God. That's my life. Yeah. That's the thing is that the talent I have and the people, what they can see is not me. Yeah. It's the gift. He put it on me. Yeah. And how we develop that gift. Mm. That's exactly what we are doing. 
because it's like the people when they forget that this is they're this this is my size and the talent that God puts on us is like this. Mm. People forget that the real size of us is this one, mm. and this is what makes us different. The gift that God gives to us. At what age did you realize you had a gift? Four years old. Really? I, I am the first musician in my family. My grandmother brought me like a little tiny keyboard. My mother, lawyer. My father is lawyer too. All my family lawyers. And I just started like with happy birthday when I was four years old. Yeah. My family said, oh, this kid going to be a musician. We don't have idea how to do it, but let's support him. And I, and I am the result of two parents, that, no musicians, but they supported me from the very first day one. And you loved it when you just discovered piano, just spoke to you. Yeah. And my, my dad and my mom, they brought me a professor. They helped me with the triads mm -hmm. and everything. And the professor one month ago, uh, no, one month later, I started my, uh, my lessons with the professor. Yeah. He got an accident. And it's like, oh, I'm not coming anymore. Well, so I just started by myself, self-talk musician, and in the church. So that's how I started. So you started with the professor, but then you were just like, okay, now I'm going to be self-taught. Yeah, because he never came. He never came. Yeah. <laughs> he left. Oh, I got an accident. I am leaving. I cannot. Wow. It was crazy. And do you think being self-taught is what made you discover a unique voice? Well, I, I am still working for the unique boys, but yeah. being self-taught is, for me, was great because I can take the path I really feel. But the the I think the most important for the self-taught musician is to recognize your weakness mm. really fast. Because if you, oh, no, I am okay with this, and you stay in the comfort zone, that's where you're going to have really horrible path. Music. So you must be very disciplined. Well, I try, <laughs> but definitely talent, discipline, and opportunity. So many people with talent, but they don't have discipline. They don't yeah. want to practice, and they don't have opportunities. Some right. others they have great opportunities. They don't have talent. Right. Not even a right a discipline. But when you have a big talent and you put it a huge discipline, this to combine all the opportunities mm. gonna run behind you. Yeah, definitely. In order to focus on your weakness, you have to be self-aware so in the first aware. place, right? Yeah. And then in order to be like, okay, I'm going to work on the hard parts and not just do the, the things that I'm good at, you got to be disciplined. Because without both of those things, you would never even have that work ethic and what would allow you to, I guess, unlock all these magical talents that you have been able to unlock. Oh, it means a lot, man. And every day is a... This is a journey, and every day it's a new thing, new techniques, new music to discover. Mm -hmm. And of course, like when you try to get in the comfort zone, and it's like I don't, I don't know where where to go. Yeah, that's where you need to get inspired by other musicians. Yeah. So many friends that inspired me so much. Yeah, and you're young. Oh man, <laughs> not that young, man. How old are you? Twenty-seven now. You're young. Dude, <laughs> and how old were you when it started taking off, when your career started with the social media and everything? It was a NAMM show 2018. I was like 21, mm. something like that. And 
what happened? Well, all the videos started going viral, and the NAM show definitely was a before and after for me. Mm. But before of that, I had this scholarship from Berkeley College of Music, yep. Latin Cultura, Latin Grammy Cultural Foundation, and Juan Luis Guerra. Amazing. What a blessing, and that's how I could come to the States. Nice. Okay, so that brought you from Colombia to the States was to go to Berkeley. Exactly. You got a scholarship for Berkeley. Thank God, a full one. Amazing. Because I couldn't pay, I couldn't afford that. How did you get discovered to get the opportunity for Columbia to Berkeley? They have a contest for every single Berkeley student that they want to go there, but they don't have money for paying. Right. They do that every year. Yeah. That's really generous. Yeah. They give away 1.5 million uh, of dollars of scholarships. Wow. One prodigy scholarship, three talented of 100K each. The, the prodigy one is the one that is full, like the full career. That's the one thing that I got. You got the prodigy yeah. one. It was like a thousand students wow. competing. And just one gonna win. Thank God I was so lucky and so And it was from a video submission or how did you? Video submission. Wow. And the artist chooses the one that's gonna win. The artist? The artist. Juan Luis Guerra. Oh, he was the artist. Is he the artist every year or he was the artist that year? No, he was the artist that year. Every year they do this. Yeah. Amazing. So you set up your camera. You're completely unknown. You're in Colombia. You're 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 talented. You're obviously incredibly talented, but you haven't been like discovered yet. Let's say, did you realize how talented you were? Man, being honest, I never was doing things like thinking about like how talented I was. So I always was thinking, how can I be better and better and better every single day? Yeah. That's how I realized that what I realized is I really need to practice every day. Yeah. And until I die, look at Chick Korea before he died. Yeah. Practicing every single day. Oh yeah. Herbie, yeah, practicing everything. Do you think Herbie needs to practice, man? But he chooses. Yeah, that, that's that's the beauty about music. You're always gonna discover new things. Doesn't matter what level you are. Yeah, and look how youthful both of them. I mean, Herbie still is, and even Chick, all the way up until his passing. Right, they're still playing at top level, highest level, and still have such a childlike energy about them. Like they're 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 still there, like smiling. Youthful selves. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So you get, so you take a video of yourself and then you send it to Berkeley and they're like, this guy, you get the prodigy scholarship full year. You do that. Then that year, 2018 is the year you go to NAM. And what you're just at NAM is just a guy and you just sit on it. Like what happens? You just sit on the keys somewhere and start playing and someone videotapes it. Exactly. Really? Yes. That's how everything started. Wow. That's why for me, NAM show is really important. I was my fifth NAM now in 2023. Yeah, yeah. Man, I really want to go every year. Look at Stevie Wonder. He wow. goes every single yeah. year now. <laughs> Just walking around and all the police with him. That's Man. really fun. And okay, so where, what booth were you at? when you Nord. You were at the Nord booth. Did they... Did you just sit down or did they like give you a performance? No, they gave me a performance. So they discovered you from Berkeley? They discovered me from, actually not from Colombia. From Colombia. Because I, post, I used to post when I was in Colombia. Yeah. And some videos got not that much viral, but some of them did really good. Got some traction. Yeah. And uh, the head of the marketing, David from Nord, yeah. he said, ah, we really want to have you. Okay. 
let's do it. They pay me for my flight tickets, everything, beautiful. I just came to performances, and my life changed. Wow. Like, people videotaping, and, and I was, like, of course, like, practicing some techniques. Okay, I want to try it. And a lot of people was recording, and some of the videos went, like, crazy viral. That I couldn't believe it. I remember that. I remember those NAMM videos. Yeah, I was one of the guys that watched and was just like, damn, this guy is blessed. Wow. So then what happened? So these videos, these, you know, you do these two performances, these videos go viral. You go back to Berkeley. You go back to Berkeley. Yeah. You weren't done yet. No, I I was, I was done with Berkeley in 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. When I, so you go back to Berkeley and you're like, you're like, yeah, people are starting to recognize. (laughs) No, that's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) I just started doing my music, taking advantage of the Berkeley studio recordings. Yeah. I did my albums there. Yeah. Agape album. I did it with Mike Stern, Randy Brecker. Awesome. Antonio Sanchez. I had so many legends there. Wow. And working in new music, new arrangements, and little by little, brick at a time, one brick at a time. So I was literally working in different arrangements, different music. And well, until now, we keep doing it. Wow. But because in that album that you made in 2020, I love that album. I mean, oh, there's you so real much. jazz. I mean, you're playing Korea, Chikoria songs and everything. Like you're, you're going in on it, playing some great standards, making them yours. And it's still jazz, jazz, right? Like it's, it's like, you know, what people probably wanted to see because they see your level of proficiency. And you put that on the album. So I definitely highly recommend everyone listening to that album. Thank you. If you're a fan of Jesus, I'm sure you already have. But if you haven't, I love that one. So now, you, your music now is taking a turn. It's a lot softer, more soulful, more like ballads. So where did this come from? Well, I, I don't know how this came. Yeah. <laughs> but I always had this influence in my life, like yeah. all the Latin yep. music, ballads, and all of these things. But I am trying to do both yeah. since I am getting opportunities now yeah. that I didn't know is going to yeah. happen. Yeah. As a singer, and I, I did a couple. <laughs> it's crazy, like how you start playing the piano, and after I got like opportunities to do some featuring singing with famous people like yeah. Adrian Romero, Noel Chakris, like in the South American culture, yeah. these people are massive. And a lot of things, well, and. Why not doing everything? <laughs> Were you singing this whole time too? Like when no. you got discovered, like, so when did you start singing? Uh, 2021. Oh, you just started singing. You have a beautiful voice. Oh, I mean, Salavat, I got to keep practicing. Of it's course, really you're going pra- to practice forever. <laughs> We've established <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> and you're only going to get better and better and better, which is Hopefully. amazing and inspiring. Thank you. But for being a new singer, you sound great. So did you just all of a sudden start singing what made you start singing and when did you realize that you actually had a good voice because i know for a lot of musicians when they start singing when they're known for their instrument a lot of the times when the voice isn't their instrument and they come up maybe it's they're shy to come out and just start singing or they don't realize they have a good voice or they're not confident that they do so what was your journey like becoming a vocalist well, it never was in my bucket list, being honest with you. Yeah. I used to do a lot of production work. Yeah. Well, you got to sing for the singer like, right. to show them how to do it. 
But the, the main reason why I started singing, I'm going to be honest with you, because of my ex-wife. Really? She was a great singer. And she was telling me, you should sing, though. Why yeah. you why you're wasting your time? Come on, I have no waste. I am I am doing jazz. Because she would hear you singing around the house or exactly. just more casual and she was like, You have a good and voice. She helped me so much. Really? And inspired me to compose, to play the guitar, because she was a really nice singer, like country and all of these things. Amazing. And that's how I got inspired for singing. Wow. And after all of these things came, publishing and everything and writing music. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> so you would do like the scratch vocal on demos. Exactly. And then people people were like, you got a good voice. That's how it happened uh, featuring yeah. Jesus Adrian Romero because I, sh- uh, oh, send me the arrangement, send me everything. Oh, why don't you sing that song with me? Oh, really? I don't play with my feelings. And that's exactly so how it So it became a duet. It became a duet. That's awesome. So like organic. Organic, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I love it, man. I really love, first of all, I love your relationship with God. Thank you, man. I think it's beautiful. It's really special. He's clearly blessed you, and you are tapped in, and you're being rewarded. God is good, and what an honor. You're super humble, and you're working hard every day. You're focused. How how many hours a day are you playing? Well, I try at least four hours when I am at home. When I am traveling, impossible. Yeah. Like this. But when you're traveling, you're gigging, right? Exactly. So you're still playing. Yeah. Yeah. We were in Asia like two weeks ago. Yeah. It's crazy. The jet lag compared with oh, here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. That one yeah. is really hard. Yeah. The Europe one is really easy. Yeah. Well, because the Japan one, you're like, the day is... Yeah. <laughs> well, right now there is 11 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> I understand jet lag. Trust me. <laughs> I'm barely in America these days. <laughs> I come back just to talk to you. That's the only reason why I came. Oh, home. wow. Yeah, yeah. You DM me and you were like, I want to do your podcast. And I was like, I'll be there next week in America. Yeah, I mean, that's and, really and now I'm leaving. Well, don't leave for that long. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. How do you like, you wake up every day and to talk about discipline, so you wake up every day. Do you have a set schedule for your practice routine or your recording routine or what are you doing or how do you handle that? Well, I just try to at least practice like two hours in the morning. Mm-hmm. It could be even recording or whatever, but I am still doing music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I really want to focus on practice, it's something that I never played before because it's like playing is something different than practicing. Yeah. When you're playing, is whatever you already know. Right. Already the thing that you have mastered. Yes. But when you're practicing, it's taking something really new that you never played before, and you combine this mm. with the things that you uh, already play. Yeah. So I just try at least to practice two hours, and in these two hours, I try to divide it really the most productive thing, because there's so many people that practice eight, nine hours, but they don't get the results they want. Right. You practice re- literally one or two hours, really focus how it should be. That's when you see the result. Where did you learn this practice regimen? Man, from the from my experience, being honest. Yeah. Because this is something that never was taught in the college or something like that. Everybody, oh, play their pages. Oh, play the scales. Oh, play this, play this. But when I just started discovering, like, exploring instead of warming up with our pages, take a motive and start from there. Mm. Take it to another 
level. Take it, okay, what if I do this song, but in this key, like different, like break the rules, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I'm trying to say, sorry about my horrible English. No, your English is really good. Your English is really well, good. I try my best. Always. You're doing great. Oh, and you're getting better and better, too. <laughs> you're practicing English, too? What, one hour a day? Oh, no, it's been seven years and still I cannot get right with this. No, you're doing really good. I'm not struggling at all. Thank you, man. No, you totally got it. And so you have an ex-wife. Yeah. Already. Now I am married again. Oh, and you're married again. And I am wearing my first baby next month. Oh, congratulations. Happy Father's Day. Well, it was yesterday. Yeah, it's still. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Okay, so you just commit. You're a committed guy. Yeah, I'm a really committed guy. Yeah, whether it's music or your partner or whatever it exactly. is. And you're committed to your musicians, too. Yes. Yes. I love that about you. I know when you were like going to play the Jam Jam, you're like, I want to bring these guys. And I was like, of course, because I know anyone, first of all, that you vet and are people that you see on your level. So I know they're going to be incredible. Oh, man. And, and then I, they were. I love playing with my friends. Yeah. That's the most beautiful gift you can have. Mm -hmm. When you find your beautiful friends and they can play the music and they have, get the vision and everything. And that's special. Yeah. You know, now I have two drummers. You have two drummers? Yeah. <laughs> right now I am touring with two drummers. But that's crazy how we're doing the setup. Imagine two drummers <coughs> facing each other like this and they play one kick. Oh, really? Yes. So there's a pedal on each side exactly. of the kick? Wow. Yeah. Same drum head. And that's really funny and gong. And it's crazy. For Are they sharing life. cymbals too then? Yes, they share cymbals. And we have bongos, congas around them, timbales. Like, it's a really interesting way to, to put two drummers together. Was that your concept? Yes. Yes. It's called Los Drummers. That's like, the project? <laughs> That's funny because, you know, the drummers in English, yeah. but in, in Spanish, if yeah. you want to, los drummers, <laughs> like the accent, like really, yes. really Latin for not saying Mexican. And what else is Colombia. the Yeah, Colombian. <laughs> and what else is the ensemble? Well, I have a sax and guitar, yeah. bass, and these two drummers. I love that. Yeah, love and sometimes that. I cannot travel with all of them, so right. I just travel two drummers, bass, and piano. Mm-hmm. And who is managing your career and helping you with all this? Well, I started alone. Yeah. And two weeks ago, I signed with a really nice company, management company. Congratulations. Called, thank you. Columby Group. I don't know if you know about Black Sweet and Tears. Of Bobby Columby, the yeah, drummer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. That's awesome. He started Wait, so up until a couple weeks ago, you've done everything DIY? Yes. Listen to that. It's a lot now. Your entire career, all of your accomplishments have been DIY. Yes. I was, I got to tell you a story. Like all the, all the emails I can share to you. Yeah. I had a name. It was me all the time replying the emails, but under my manager name. Wow. Manager's name. That's my cousin, but I was using his name. That's amazing. Yeah, but now at this point, like it really gets hard. Yeah. To manage everything and being the road manager and everything at the same moment. That's, oh my God. And the road manager, that's a whole other thing. I'm fighting with the promoters. Oh, yeah. the visas aren't already. Oh, the insurances, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cause the logistics is different than just pure 
like business management where you're trying to build your career and then just doing tour logistics and everything. Like you should not be doing that, but you were doing all of that. All of that. Yes. That's amazing, man. Until two weeks ago. Yo, I have so much more respect for you now that I already had. Thank you. That's man. a lot of hard work. Like you put in the work, man. You're not just super talented. You're like incredibly talented because you practice so much and so intentionally and you're successful, not just because people see you and then are like, oh, he's so talented, but also because you're doing all the work, managing yourself and building your career. You should be like super proud. Um, and that is good. <laughs> That's insanely hard to do. That's really hard. It's really when, when you got to fight with all the promoters. Yeah. Which is not easy. No, it's not easy. And you're representing yourself, which just sucks. But finally, I got this beautiful opportunity. Because it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's the, oh, it's so many people that tells you, oh, right, yeah, I'm going to help you. I'm going to take you this, this. But nothing happens. Nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens. Unless you do it. Right. So I have a tattoo here that says, dreams don't work unless you do. Dreams don't work unless you do. So that's exactly my main phrase. This Let's day. go, Jesus. I love it, man. Well, you do. You're on it. And now you're about to be a father. Is that why you got a manager? Because you're like, I need to manage this kid. I need someone to manage yeah, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to close my eyes, do music, and be focused on my family. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm so happy for you. How do you like living in L.A.? Love it so much. I really want to live here forever. Yeah. Like, the, the part I live is really peaceful. Yeah. Yeah, you're in the valley. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Though. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you have a home studio or where are you going to work? I have a home studio. Yes. Amazing. I, that's where I, in North Hollywood, like a local thing mm -hmm. where I can put all the stuffs there. While in the home, I don't. My wife doesn't get mad with all the instruments around. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. So, okay. So 2018, you do NAM show with Nord. Viral videos go. You go back to Berkeley. Uh, but by now you got a following, you're starting to amass the following. And at the same time, you were overweight at the time. What made you make the decision to turn your life around and how did you do it? Well, it was a health issue. Yeah. Like I had problems with my liver and mm. because I was eating so much. Yeah. And people thought that I did this change because, oh, I wanted to look better, but Of course, thank God, this is the plus yeah. of deciding I really want to be healthy. Yeah. If I don't going to be healthy, I'm going to die really soon. Yeah. And the doctor told me, listen, kid, if you keep eating that way, you're going to die really soon. Yeah. And they told me, you have this option. I took a surgery because this was not a miracle. Yeah. I took a surgery. They took my uh, 80% of my stomach. Wow. They took it out. Which was the best thing I couldn't have because it's like the anxiety of eating all the time. Yeah. You know, it's something that goes from your stomach to your brain that tells you, eat, go and eat right now. So yes. it goes away when the stomach is 20%. Yeah, 20% of the size, just because you simply just get full. Exactly. And then therefore it's not telling your brain, eat, eat, eat. Exactly. And then, but there's got to be a psychological element to it as well. Yes. Because it's like a lot of people take this surgery and they gain the same amount of weight two years after. Like I did the I did this surgery on 2018, actually. 
Really? Did yeah. You did it right after the right after, spark of attention? Exactly. But I did it in December. Okay, okay. So, and then, oh, so at Nam the end was, of the year. Yeah. yeah. Nam was happening in January. January. Yeah. Exactly. Well, when it used to happen in January. Well, but next year going to be in January, finally. Who knows? COVID changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're still trying to recover. <laughs> so I got this surgery and in 2019, it was a slim. Like I, I was in 360, 370 pounds, something wow. like that. Now I am in 185, Amazing. 190. Yeah. Wow. Half the size. Yeah. I took a person. That's amazing. And wow. So all those videos of you heavier were really just in that one year, essentially. It was really just from January 2018 to the yeah. end of 2018. I'm from 2015 that I had a lot of videos. You still had, you still had videos that were, yes. that were, and then probably got recirculated once you got discovered. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I was like, I've seen so many videos of you. Oh, means so wow, that's amazing, man. So then, so you did this, that, and then once the surgery happens, then the weight loss starts, right? So, you, so because, and then like, are you exercising as well or are you just eating less? Eating less. And eating better choices. Eating better choices. Yeah. No, going to, okay, if I'm going to eat a burger instead of eating the bread yeah. and putting a lot of uh, sauce no, just take the the, the meat. meat and that's it. Yeah. With the tomatoes and that's it. Yeah. Like you go to the in and out and you're like animal style, but, but the protein <laughs> style of that is like Yeah, the protein lettuce. style. It's so yeah, so much lettuce to the protein style. <laughs> exactly. So that that's a mindset that you gotta take. Yeah. You know? How much would you eat when you were unhealthy? Oh my god. You used we used to do the late recording sessions. Yeah. And in front of Berkeley, I had a 7-Eleven. I'm never going to forget when I used to order. Hi, I want a Starbucks. You know, they call the Starbucks one. Yep. The, the Frappuccino. Exactly. Yeah. One of those. One hot dog. One sandwich of 7-Eleven. So it's three things. Are, three yeah. things. Are four sneakers. Oh, you wow. You know, the, the ice cream? Yeah, Snickers ice creams? Yes. Four sneakers. And another snack. Always these five things. Was a meal? Yeah, that was a meal of, my, of mine. Wow. And I, I remember that I want to eat the hot dog right now so I don't feel guilty when I start eating the rest of the things. Thank you. <laughs> you know? Immediately eat the hot dog yeah, so yeah, you forget yeah. about it. Yeah, you forget that you had a hot dog before. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And that's how you were in Colombia too? Yes. Like just like as you were growing up, you just like ate, you just ate a lot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man. Wow. No anymore. And yeah. And the challenge about this is maintain yes. thing over yes. the years. Yeah. This is really hard. And with traveling. Ah, yeah. So hard when traveling. I, I, I gain I gain weight when I travel, and then I come back to LA, and I just like lose it off, and then I go back out. Well, you are eating all the all, every single different foods from different cultures. So. How are you going to say no to that? Mm. How do you stay inspired to, to stay healthy? Looking at that videos and saying, I really don't want to go back there. Yeah. I really feel comfortable going to any store. Yeah. And wearing whatever I want. Yeah. I used to go to the stores and it's like, oh, do you have 3XL? No, we don't have it. And that's is really frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Being able to put on clothes and just feel good. Shop yeah. easier. Like, you don't have to even go to the, uh, how do you say that in English? 
the dressing room? Yeah, they're resting there. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm a large. I know what to do. Or I'm a medium or I'm a whatever. Yeah, yeah. Good for you, man. That's awesome. That's, that's the thing that I struggle with the most is uh, consistent eating habits. Yeah, I'll be inconsistent. Like I said, I'll go out for a month out of the country, and then I'm just like, I'll take everything, please. <laughs> and then come back here, and I'm like, I will intermittent fast. <laughs> wow. I will do protein style. Protein <laughs> style. <laughs> when you're in Europe, give me... Oh, you yeah, 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 yeah. Just like three croissants to start because they weren't good yet. So I'm looking for the good one, but I still oh, eat the yeah, whole man. croissant. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. I got to be ba- I got to be better about that. I'm working on it. I, I used I was heavy too as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I was really heavy. Um, and I when I turned 16, I just made the dis- I just made the life choice that I didn't I didn't want to anymore. And I just same thing. I would eat burgers and fries and milkshakes and just all sorts of stuff all the time. Sodas, so much soda. And Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. I loved Sprite. Yeah. And, uh, and then I was just switched it out with salads and not being, just not going over the top and then working out. <laughs> but it's hard to keep it, man. It's really hard to keep it when we, we are not privileged in yeah. the metabolism. We don't have a really fast one. I know. These people that they can they can <laughs> eat and eat and they they don't get fat at all. Why we are not like that? My little brother can't put on weight. He cannot put on weight. He'll just eat all he wants and then he does not gain. That weight. is a really privileged people, man. That's wealth, wealth right there. But then they feel upset. He's like, I'm too I'm too thin. I can't like gain weight. I'm trying to gain weight. And I'm just like, oh my god. Shows the perspective is like everything, you know. Well. That's the truth. That is the truth. So what are the difficulties right now in your life that you're tackling and how are you tackling them? Well, all of us, like family, yeah, family, like the way that we are really far away. Yeah. And I took them. They are living in Spain, literally. Your family is? My country yeah. is facing a really hard thing. Yeah. And, man... You know, like immigrating to a new country. Yeah. I've been here. I have been living here now for a while. Yeah. And they are literally starting. And of course, that thing stress. Yeah. A lot. But yeah. Besides that, man, thank God we are relaxed and focused on family and music. And is your wife, where's she from? She's Colombian. Oh, she's Colombian too? Yes. Did you from know the same hometown, same culture, same jokes. Wow. I was married with an American. <laughs> Originally? Yeah. Did you meet her at Berkeley? Yeah, I met her in Berkeley. Oh. The one that I married before. The culture difference was... Oh, it was huge. Yeah. Because you can't really understand each other? Or what, or what is it? A no, communication actually, problem? Actually, it was, was... Not because the communication. Maybe the culture and the thing yeah. that sees... The culture definitely was the one. The, the, the cultural shock. Yeah. All the, okay, what do you do in the morning? What not? What do you eat? Like, you know, I'm used to like the Latin South American breakfast. Yeah. No pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now, no pancakes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're like quinoa pancakes or something. <laughs> maybe. Well, okay. So you got, so you got a Colombian woman and life makes more sense now. The flow yes. is there better. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, man, musicians. Yeah. Like before, like 
when you are not focused on your family, uh, let's say that you are single, yeah. being a single touring musician is really hard. Yeah. And that thing can literally take out, take you out of the path. Yeah. I can, I can literally talk to you about my experience about that. That's yeah. why I really love to commit. Yeah. Because it's really hard. Yeah. So you love, yeah, committing in general, but committing comes naturally to you. It's a preference to you. Yeah, it's a preference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I don't choose the, the preference, everything's going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. You kind of lose. The, the commitment is the foundation. Yes. And if not, you're kind of more lost. More lost. Yeah. And that can affect in everything I do. Yeah. Including your playing and everything. No, my playing maybe. The discipline. Yeah. Your playing is your true love. <laughs> your playing is is your gift. And you were raised religious? My mother is the only one that is Christian in my family. Mm. Everybody else, no. oh, who, who is that? <laughs> so what got you so close to God? My mom and my grandmother, they taught me that principle. That forever and ever to God going to be the glory. And I really I am so grateful with them that they were, or they are the tool that God put in my life for glorify his name, doesn't matter what. Yeah. Like I was playing now in Indonesia and India, like, you know, their countries. Yeah. A lot of gods they yeah. haven't. I don't care. I just go for it. Yeah. Spread my faith. And if I get killed, like the Bible says, if you if you are dead because of me, you win heaven. Yeah. And, but more than winning heaven, I feel the necessity mm. to glorify God's name. Doesn't matter what. A lot yeah. of people tell me, why do you do that all the time? Like it's a necessity I have. Yeah. Because that's exactly what my purpose in this life is. Wow. I feel like you have a lot of advice that you could give to people because of how tapped in you are with with your religion, your love, your your passions, your hobbies, your playing. Like what is some advice you could give to people? More than a religion, definitely what I can tell is you got to see God as a relationship. Yeah. And that's exactly how I see God. Because it's so many things like I am not perfect. I am a, the biggest sinner in the entire planet Earth. Mm. But what I see is like when I give all my life to God, he takes care of everything. Man, literally, his ways are better than what I think. Everything that I lived right now and everything I am going in my career or my life is because of God, because he wants that for my life. Mm. Of course, for example, so many people, oh, God promised me I'm going to be the best musician in the entire planet. Okay, but what you're doing right now for that? Maybe right now I am sleeping. Not practicing every day, not looking for new things, or I am looking for that promise. So that's exactly hard work and God's grace. That's the key. Amazing. Amazing. And what is next for you? Well, a lot of records. Yeah. I'm going to be doing a lot of records, surprises. I have incredible guests in my next record. I'm going to have Arturo Sandoval, Sheila E., Nathan East, Paul Jackson Jr., Take Six. Wow. My next record and and some other stuffs, the singing stuff. And, and you've been putting it. all that together DIY. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. How do you deal with um, 
booking these artists, relationships, collaborations, social media, you're reaching out like the way you and I started talking. Exactly. Yeah. That's one of them. And the second of them is I have a friend. His name is Tom Brooks. Mm -hmm. Literally like putting on that album, Alan Parson and all of these great people. So it's like, oh, I have my friend. Oh, okay, let's do it. You know, yeah, all of this. Oh, you're my friend. Oh, you're this is your friend. Oh, let's work. So that's how this works too. Well, I'm so excited to continually hear your music and watch you grow. I think you're incredibly inspiring, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm such, I'm such, I'm such a big fan of yours. Oh, means a lot, man. I am fan of yours and the Jam Jam. I remember when I used to be in Colombia watching all of that videos. Really? Yes. Oh, that's cool to hear. They're really famous. That's so cool. People in Colombia watching the Jam Jams. Of course, you know, that's worldwide. Yeah. That idea is genius. That's what's so beautiful about the internet, because you don't realize as a creator, when you're working on something, you can get so tunnel vision in your creations, and you don't realize if it's impacting anybody or if you're on the right path or whatever it is. Similar with, with you and, and your gift, you know, like people all around the world are watching you play. And now you're touring the globe, and you're more aware of it. Before you're aware of it, it's 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 pretty incredible that like we had no idea. I had no idea there's people in Colombia watching the Jam Jam, especially 2018, 19. That's it's it's cool to think about because it just started. We just think of it as like L.A. or New York or Atlanta or whatever it is. But to hear that it's like gone that far is is awesome, especially then and then now. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's good to just have those little things that validate you and make you realize you're on the right path. A hundred percent. Because that can be hard as an artist. You know, yeah. In creative, however you are, business person, whatever it is. Especially like I was telling him, like I was in India and Indonesia recently. Yeah. I couldn't believe how much people show up to my concerts. Like, how is this even possible for just music? Yeah, right? It felt a pop artist. <laughs> it's amazing. And for you being in your 20s and independent and playing jazz and drawing thousands of people, it's amazing. It's a blessing. What's your favorite place to play? Well, uh, now it could be Asia. Yeah. That people love music. I was incredibly amazed when they started singing the arrangements. That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not, that's not even happening here. Where was that? In Indonesia. In Indonesia. Singing the arrangements. People singing the melodies. How is that even possible? I couldn't believe that. <laughs> you should move to Bali. Oh, that, that's a <laughs> beautiful place. Down there. <laughs> and man, in India too, like the people there, how they love music. Mm. Like, of course, like a traditional Indian music is like not anymore happening, but yeah, like all my music is influence too with the Indian stuff all, yeah. all the time signatures all the crazy things yeah so they really appreciate what you do uh, yeah really it's different understand. than western music I mean it's completely different obviously even just like the, the rhythmic palettes that they have it's so complex yeah it's not just 4-4 <laughs> <laughs> <Not just four. laughs> and Europe man yeah. Europe is another I, I had a huge tour last year in Europe, I'm coming back on August because I stopped all my traveling on June and July because of my baby due. Yes. So her name going to be Melody Molina. 
Melody Molina. She's going to be amazing. How about she's a musician if she wants, if not? Oh, she's a great manager. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what, she's your partner. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, when's her due date? When's your wife's due date? Apparently, according with the doctor, it's in July 18th. Oh, that's great. July 23rd. Oh, really? Tell your wife to just hold it. You're a cancer. Just hold it. On the first day of Leo. Oh, Leo. Yeah, so if you get a cancer baby, you're still going to be so happy. It's going to be a loving, you're going to have a great loving daughter. It'll be amazing. But if you can hold five days, then oh. you'll have the best birthday ever for your child. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Let's see if she wants to hold them. <laughs> yeah, this letter. God when knows it, what's up. Yeah. Yeah, maybe God's like, make that make that baby a Leo, <laughs> a Leo cusp with a cancer. That's really funny. Man. That'll be awesome. Well, dude, thank you for coming by. Thank you for having me, man. What an honor. And keep it up. Let's go. You too, man. Jesus Molina, everybody. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let's go. Let's go.